Awesome, thank you. I'm excited about a few things uh, this year. We have uh, been up in the Gold Coast. A quick question. How do you think, those of you that were here on Sunday, where we, uh, we pre-recorded a message on Saturday night um, from the Gold Coast, and you guys played it here on Sunday. Those were here, give me a wave if you thought it worked out all right. Yeah, good, 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 good. Uh, not that we'll do it a lot, but it's a handy tool to have in the belt. So that's the first time we've actually done that uh, for us. Uh, and I got to preach with my wife. Um, I think we made a good team together. So that's good. A couple of things I'm excited about. What am I excited about? I'm excited about the possibilities that this year will bring for all of us. I'm excited about uh, some of the initiatives that we've got going on. Um, as you see, the photos up the back with the sponsorship. Uh, every single one of those little lies we can help change as a church. So I really want to encourage you to consider that. Uh, more details will be given to you next week. Greg came with us, um, came to me and Terry. We had a discussion with Greg about, I don't know, three, four months back or something, probably. Uh, just a little after you, you, you came right after your op. And uh, Greg was bringing a vision that he really wanted to um, grow our leadership capacity, and, and we have an introductory leadership um, program that, that Greg's been working on, so really excited about that and what it will do for all of those uh, who will run through it and for us as a church. So pray into that, because um, you know our, um, our uh, mission statement is that we want to train more leaders for the harvest and um, change the planet. We can change the planet. Hallelujah. And uh, the third thing I'm going to save for the end. Oh, actually, I'm excited about the, the kids thing too. Nicole has got a great vision for our kids thing, which I'm going to include a little bit in my message. So um, there's some good stuff for this coming year. Okay. I want to ask you a question. And uh, you don't need to shout it out, but you can if you like. Liz will probably shout it out because she likes shouting. Um, why are you here? Why are you here? What are you doing here? What are you doing here? Look at the weather. You could be elsewhere. Why are you here? See, I knew there'd be some shout out. That's good. See, Absolutely, absolutely. What are you looking for? What are you looking for? Everybody's looking for something. Everybody's looking for something. There are some people that are looking for nothing, but they're still looking for something. But if you're a Christian, uh, there are some things you should be looking for. Uh, what do you want out of 2022? Um, give me a rating on 2021 out of 10. Uh, zero being just, yeah, and 10 being, mate, it was the best ever. Give me a, give me a shout. You had a 10. You had a miserable year last year. How can you had a 10? You've been sick. Oh. But she had a 10. Bowen, what did you say? Liz, I heard you. Liz got a grandchild last year. And from what I understand, there's another one coming. Woo! 
You know, um, I would say, you know, if we reflect back, you know, there are varying degrees of whatever happened last year. Me, eh, seven to an eight. You know, um, I don't know. But I just want you to start thinking about what are you expecting for 2022? At the end of 2022, when we're into 2023, and I say to you the same question, what are you going to say? Or what do you hope you'll be able to say? Go, another shouter. Hallelujah, Jesus. No, it's true. It's good. It's good, good, good. See, you are meant to be seeking something. You are meant to be seeking things. God does not want you not to seek things. Sometimes we can misunderstand the, Christ, the Christian message in regards to life. Well, once I become a Christian, it's kind of this little narrow kind of space that where I'm trapped and, you know, everybody else can, you know, whatever and have their hopes and dreams. And, and that's the biggest lie out. Jesus came to bring life and life in abundance. I'll read you a scripture for you. Matthew chapter 7, 7 through to 8. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. And he who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened unto him. So here's the point. The Christian message does not disallow you to seek things for your life and for your future. In fact, it encourages it. In fact, it promises some things that if you are willing uh, to seek after them and if you are willing to knock on the door of the kingdom that God says, hey man, I will give it to you. Hallelujah. So here we are at the beginning of 2022. And God, you know, we um, had COVID kind of hit our family uh, uh, January 1st, you know, I'd been preparing in, in December and it was all good. And I was thinking, yeah, you know, goodbye 2021, hello 2022. And then bang, sun, uh, what day was Christ- uh, New Year's Day? Saturday. All of a sudden, one of my family members was possibly COVID. And then we had 10 days of COVID and isolation, or 11 days even, I think, as our family did the journey. And I was kind of like, it kind of knocked me off the thought of, and I just started to think, man, if this is going to be the year, is this the beginning of, you know? But then, hallelujah, in that time where we were in um, isolation, I had more time to seek after some stuff that I was asking God about. Cool. And then we had the pleasure to fly up to the Gold Coast, spend 10 days up there helping the church up there, letting my sister and, my, uh, and her husband who run the church up there have some space away from church. Um, and again, we had the space to just start to talk to God about stuff that we're seeking. And I kept getting a resounding message coming back to me. That God was saying, it's good, Keith, you can seek, it's okay, tell everybody they can seek. But here's the key. You've got to have an order in your life. You've got to have a priority sort of set of what and how and when you seek. Hallelujah. That's why I've been, you know, talking about Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. So I want to read to you a bit at the beginning of it. And then, you know, the Lord willing, open some things up. And I think I would like that we stand for this. 
uh, if you are able. If you can't, that's okay. My thing about this is I'm trying to get us to understand the priority of the Word of God in our lives. And uh, so I'm going to read this to you because it's us standing before the Word of God. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 6, 25 through to 33. Begins with, Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life. Stop. Oh, no, let's read the whole thing because I'm so tempted. No, let's read it through, then you can sit down. Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food? And the body, I should be using my iPad, and the body... Is not your life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more valuable than they are? Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to your height, to your measure, to your stature? So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow, neither do they sort of the, neither do they toil nor spin? And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? 37. Therefore do not worry, saying, What shall I eat? What shall I drink? Or what shall we wear? For after these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows what you need, and verse 33, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Hallelujah. Grab a seat. Lord, I thank you that this was a message that was relevant then and relevant now. And God, that you have got us covered. And I pray this morning, God, you would bring revelation by you, Holy Spirit, to help us understand and that, Lord, this year would be all that we hope it could be because of you. In Jesus' name, amen. So here's the thing. When you seek things, it can be attached with a thing called worry. Because when you seek something, you haven't yet got it. So seeking is about looking for something you don't yet have. And in the process of trying to seek what you're trying to find, there's this aspect of the between. And in the between, there's a thing that is a real problem called worry. The Bible doesn't say don't seek, but the Bible does say don't worry. The Bible says you can seek, but it says why are you worried about it? You see, my friends, seeking is okay, as long as you follow a pattern, but worry is not. Hallelujah. I know some of you are seeking some things that are good, but I know that there is an attachment of worry that's trying to rob you of a thing called faith. Hallelujah, because Jesus says when we worry, our faith level has gone down to a place called of little faith. See, that's why he says don't worry. Because worry then attaches itself to anxiety and possibly depression and all those other things. Because people of the kingdom are meant to be different. You see, you've got to understand the context of where this comes from. So Jesus had hit the planet and he had announced that the kingdom of heaven had come to the earth. And then he's up on a mount 
teaching a whole lot of people about the new culture of what it meant for heaven to come to the earth. So we are, this is where the Sermon on the Mount comes from, where Jesus is instructing of the culture of the kingdom of heaven to those who were to remove themselves of the earthly kind of culture and live out and enter into the kingdom of heaven culture. And part of the kingdom of heaven culture is that you are not meant to worry. Now, hallelujah, we've been doing a journey with my daughter, Karen, and it has been an interesting ride because we all want to see at the end a grandchild. And we're seeking to have number four in the family. Hallelujah. But here's the thing. Between the, uh, when she was pregnant, to the getting has been a bit of a ride. And it's been very easy for us as a family to fall into the trap of worry. Understand? See, whatever you're looking for, you will engage with worry. You might be looking for healing. You might be looking for a family member, a husband, a wife, or somebody to encounter God. You might be seeking some kind of business win. I don't know. But worry is not meant to be part of the kingdom. That's not my sermon, but it's true. Hallelujah. Seek first the kingdom of God. This is the order of the culture of heaven to receive what you need. Because he promises, I know what you need. See, at the beginning of 2022, I do not know what 2022 is going to have in it in that sense of all the things I can't control in my life. I don't know what might happen. I don't know what possible challenge might come my way, but I know God knows. And see, seeking him first is the smartest thing you can do because the culture of heaven is from above and not below and it produces things quite amazing. Hallelujah. Can I have an amen? Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. So in this seeking, in this seeking God, I want to look at five areas, I'm not going to do them all today, that is a consequence of seeking. Number one is when you seek, you enter the presence of God. Number two, when you seek and, and you are with the person of Jesus, you begin to understand your purpose in life. So when you meet Jesus... I am hopeful that in that encounter with Jesus, you began to understand your purpose in life. So presence brings purpose, and attached to purpose will come a plan. So we need the plan to live out the purpose. And after purpose, God gives you power. To outwork whatever that purpose and plan to bring that to pass is. And from that purpose will come provision. I like the P's pretty good. So presence, purpose, plan, power, and provision. All you need. Hallelujah. 
Why do you need the presence of God? Why is that the top of the list? You see, without the presence, you don't get the purpose. Without the purpose, you're not going to get the plan. You're going to have your own one or the world's one. And without the plan from God, you don't get the power which is supernatural. And without the power that is supernatural, you won't get the supernatural provision that God has for you in 2022 to live out the purpose and the plan. Does that make sense? Why do you need the presence of God? You see, the Father and the Son were up in heaven and they had realized that the world with God here and the world here, I mean, he was keeping making the stars and the sky, the sun and the moon and all this stuff was happening and the rain and all this stuff's going on. But God and his foreknowledge and his great wisdom knew that he needed to come down in person to mankind because he knew we needed his presence. You see, without the presence, you are lost, my friend. Without the presence of God in your life, you are lost and you are left to be alone by yourself and live life that way. That's why Jesus came. But here's the thing. When you encounter him and you meet with the presence, it isn't one encounter. It isn't, oh, I've met with God and then I live my life. See, your life is a journey of being in the presence of God. Does that make sense? And see, that's why for 2022, man, things haven't changed. You might be smarter, you might be richer, but you need the presence. You might have the best gifts in the world, but if you don't have the presence, friend, you have hit the level of where you're going to go. See, that's why for us as a church, I love the worship and the giftings that flourish in this church. I love to hear some of the revelations people give, but friends, unless we have the presence, none of that matters. Are you looking bewildered? See, when I met the presence, my life changed. And I've learned over the years that I need to keep this journey of seeking him first. Because man, I still need him. I'm not as good as all of you. I'm not as smart as all of you. Man, I need it. When you come to church, you don't need my flash message, friend. You need that I have been in the presence and what I say comes from the presence because that's what changes you. That's what changes me. You need them still. We need them still. The planet still needs them. Ignite Life Church needs the presence of God. Hallelujah. Because there's a whole lot of stuff that comes out of being in his presence. Here's, here's some ways that you can seek his presence. Seek him first. Prayer. Not some clinical whatever, but where you set aside a time and just start talking to him and start listening as well. Here's a real basic, it's not my message. So presence 
of God can come through your time with him, seeking him. The presence of God can come through you opening up this thing called the word of God and genuinely taking the time to listen and see what God is trying to say to you. Because the presence comes with the word. You understand? uh, Prayer, the word, community. See, God, where the word went in the New Testament, a community would sprout out of people meeting with the presence of God. People would join together because they had been with God. And God designed this thing that you are not meant to do this thing alone. You need each, we need each other. Why? Because we need each other because sometimes we all need a bit of a tap from each other and a little bit of correction sometimes. Sometimes because life gets hard, we need someone to speak a bit of encouragement into us. And sometimes God wants you to be here, not for you, but so you can speak an encouragement to someone else. Hallelujah. COVID is a challenge. Stats are telling us that people aren't coming back to church. Hallelujah. But you know what else stats are telling us? That people who are in community or go to church have survived the last two years better than those that haven't if they are a Christian. That they have in their mental state are more healthier than those that have decided to do this thing alone. Because God's smarter. Mentally, spiritually, from the presence. Now, if you come to this church and you don't sense the presence of God, do not come here. Go somewhere where you're going to get it. I hope you are getting or sensing him. I hope, I hope, I believe. But you know, don't come if you're not. But if you are, you better keep coming. And you know, I encourage people at home. I understand the challenges around uh, COVID. I understand the challenges of those of us who might be in a bit more of a vulnerable group. All those kinds of things, sure. But friend, you need to remember you're meant to be part of community because that helps your faith. That helps you find the presence of God. True? And like I said, you need to hear the word, friend. Anyway, that's enough on that. That's to inspire you to come back to church. Jesus had to come. Exodus chapter 33, verse 15. Exodus chapter 33, verse 15. Is that what I said? That's what I said. And 16. Yeah. Here's the background. Oh, it's not there. Never mind. Here's the background behind the scripture in Exodus. The children of Israel being led by Moses, and they had departed with quite a miraculous set of circumstances into a space called the wilderness. And Moses, sometimes unfortunately, I think he was given the job to lead these people in the place called the land of wilderness. Of the wilderness. But they weren't meant to stay in the wilderness because God was taking them, transitioning them through the, the wilderness to the promised land. And anyway, what had happened was the people had frustrated God. And God had met with Moses. And because Moses was described as a friend of God, and Moses would spend this time with the presence of God, and they had dialogue between themselves. And then God had said to Moses, Moses, man, you know, I'm going to take you to the promised land. I'm going to take these people, but, you know, they're a bit of a pain in the butt. So, you know, I'm not myself going to go with you, but rather I'm going to give you an angel. 
In fact, you know, you're going to get there and whatever, and the angel of God's going to go with you. And, you know, this is how it's going to be. And Moses, because he had dialogue with God, Moses, because he had the place and the space where he had been in the presence of God, was able to talk to God about something that he didn't want to do because God wasn't going to go with him. Hallelujah. You with me? Pray for my voice because COVID has left its ugly mark a little bit. And I can't help getting excited, so I'm going to try and shut it down a little. Drink some water. I got halfway through my sermon in the Gold Coast and and I was talking quietly, I thought. Anyway, another story. Exodus 33, 15 through to 16. Then he said to him, this is Moses talking to God in dialogue and in the presence. Got to think about that. If your presence does not go with us, Do not bring us up from here. For how then will it be known that your people and I have found grace in your sight except you go with us? Moses, great leader that he was, realized his own weaknesses, realized the challenges ahead, realized that if an angel came, it just wasn't quite like the presence of God. And Moses, to the point, he says, God, I ain't going any further. Don't, don't make me go any further because I ain't going to do it without your presence. I ain't going to lead these people. I ain't going to try to do whatever you told me to do. I ain't going to conquer nations because I ain't going to do it unless you go with me. And I want to inspire you this morning about whatever your dream, the thing you're seeking, that friend, if you don't take the presence, if you don't first go to him, you aren't taking what you need. Do you agree with me? See, for us as a church, oh, sheiks, what time did I get up here? Oh, gosh. When I've been seeking God myself, God, what about this? God, what about this? You know, we've got to have the programs to kick off this year. God, 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 God. And, you know, God, I just feel like God keeps saying, dude, chill out. I got you covered. But you've got to seek me first. So, for us as a church, I'm okay with if some life groups start up. Yeah, it's all good. But I am not in need of all our programs to kick in That's not what it's about. What it's about is us as a church seeking him first. Because I don't want to go do a whole bunch of programs that I don't have his presence in. Because that stuff wears you out. Hallelujah. You understand what I mean? So, because I'm such a blessed leader in that sense of because I care about you, I just want to do something special for you. And provide the opportunity for you to have some space to seek God. Can I have an amen? Oh, you're a little bit kind of, what's he talking about? So on Wednesday nights for the month of February, at 7 o'clock till 8 o'clock, we are going to open the building so we as a community can gather. 
not to crank up the programs, but to seek the presence of God. Because you know what? I need him. This church needs him. Can I tell you if you are a parent, your children, if they are at school, under that 18, even at university, are under attack. Do you know that? That we are living in a system that is attacking children. That we are living in a system that is trying to take away the foundation wonder of who God is, that is trying to take away the relevance of the Christian message, and it wants your children to not walk with God. I believe that God wanted me to give a warning this morning. I've got it in my notes. Warning, warning, warning to parents. You don't need more money. That might come. You don't need your kids to gain great uh, academic whatever. That might come. Friend, what you need is the presence of God firstly in you because you can't give what you don't have. And I want to warn you this morning that if you don't take your role as a parent and put in a priority list to parent your children out of your presence with God, something else is going to take over. And we have a government and a system that is going to take over and educate your children out of the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. But the presence of God Makes the difference. We've had people come and say to us sometimes, we are not a perfect family. Do you know that? Yeah, I know. But at the essence core of my heart and my wife's heart is seeking the kingdom. We've had people come to us and say, how come your kids are in the faith? It ain't me, man. It ain't me. It ain't my wife and our cleverness. It's our passion and our heart cry that the presence of God would live in us. And from that, and from that only, that the kingdom of heaven has added into my life and added into Pekka's life and added into our world so much that we could never achieve, friend. Am I, am I speaking to myself? Wednesday, 7 o'clock, Till 8 o'clock. Nah, there's a really good show on TV. What's on? 7 o'clock on TV. Hey? Bachelors or something. I don't know. Shortland Street. Oh, that's in New Zealand. You are lost. I am lost. Our nation is lost without the presence of God. Our children need us to have the presence of God on us. I'm excited about what Nicole is doing because it's not my job to parent your kids, but my job and our job as a church is to stand with you as a community and create opportunity for us to partner with you in educating your children in the things of God, to disciple your children. But friend, you know what happens? 
as we put stuff up and parents make the choice not to come. I understand life has challenges, but if you want to be in partnership, if you want us to create space for the presence, well, then we need you to partner with us. Does that kind of make sense? Wednesday, 7 o'clock, if you are unable to make it, we will stream a 15-minute message because when we come here as a group, we're going to talk something out of the Word for 15 minutes and then we are just going to wait on God. So we will stream the 15-minute message for those who can't come. So, friend, you can still do it at home if you can't come. You can still listen to what God might want to, want to say and put your knees down and just start asking God and seeking His presence in your life. My marriage would never have lasted without the presence of God. So many things in my life. Can I have an amen? A little bit more enthusiasm. That side was good. You guys are a little bit nah. Can I have an amen? Up a bit more. Yeah, I don't know. We have half an anointing in our church today. So, Father, I'm happy to acknowledge, Lord, without you, I am nothing. Without you, trouble is coming my way, and, and Lord, I can't survive. Without you, Lord, my dreams will not be fulfilled, or the things that you have cannot come to pass without your presence in my life. And God, I pray for the hearers this morning. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Flow across each and every heart here. Lord, touch those listening, watching on our stream. Lord, that we would Seek you first for every aspect of our lives. That, God, you would take us on the journey this year of encountering your presence. And watch what flows out of that. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening. Thank you for staying a little bit longer. And um, God bless you. Have a great Sunday and a week. And see you on Wednesday, the Lord willing. Thanks for watching.